Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Empire. The NFT space is wide open for new innovation. Gone are the days where you can just, you know, get an artist, pay, pay them a little bit of money, produce something, and it's going to go for millions. You really need to, you really need to go for it. You really need to put in utility. You need to put in time. You need to make sure that the NFT you produce is really high quality. That's Chris Worsey, CEO of Sports Icon, where digital retelling of all-time great moments is a mission. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. We've chronicled the growth of the NFT space from the tech behind it to the goals of the engagement to the monetization plans behind their existence. And all of it comes into form with this interview with Chris Worsey, who believes in this space and its seemingly endless range of possibilities. Our guest this week is Chris Worsey. He's the CEO of Sports Icon, which is a company that is making NFTs with some of the greatest athletes of all time. And they're providing curated insights into pivotal moments through their journey and most recently are going to be breaking into what they're calling the sports metaverse. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hello, Bram. I'm all good. How are you? Uh, Great. First, before we get into, which this feels next level, next level, the sports metaverse, let's just talk about Sports Icon for a moment. What does your company do? So Sports Icon, you know, we've been at the forefront of of sports and Web3, you know, since, since sort of December 2020. So what we're doing, Bram, is trying to build a new type of sports brand, uh, you know, a sort of a web free focused sports brand. So what we've done so far, we've created a really vibrant community. Um, we've raised um, $7 million off people like Roham, off Dapper Labs, off Chad Hurley, the founder of YouTube, Andrew Bogut, the, uh, the guy who used to play for the Warriors, uh, Naz, the rapper. And really it's about, you know, ha- building this new type of web free sports brand. So, you know, there's, there's three parts of the business. The sportsicon.com, that is an NFT platform where any athlete or sports creator in the world can create their own profile and mint NFTs directly onto the flow. Blockchain, Ethereum is coming soon. There's the sports metaverse, which we are officially launching today. That's the expansion of the sports icon universe. Um, and that is a, you know, that's a place a metaverse focused entirely on sports. And so, you know, what you've got there is the first time in history you've got the most prominent sports stars, brands and clubs together in one place. And in addition to that, we've got our PFP project, which is the Sports Icon Lion Club. So Lion Club members, you know, we've, we've created next level utility for them. They've, they've had experiences and conversations with people like Baron Davis, Floyd Mayweather, Luis Figo, the soccer player, um, we've got a huge Brazilian star coming soon, and they've also had in, in real life experiences. Um, uh, you know, we sent three people to the Super Bowl. 
we, we've got together at Madison Square Garden in a box. We've got a box at Wembley Stadium for all of the soccer games this year. So, yeah, that is in a nutshell what Sports Icon does. All right. So, um, in the NFT space, as it has grown since you've been at the forefront of it, what are you finding that fans these days want when they are collecting or interacting with NFTs? I think what they're after is a combination of factors. They're after community. So they want to meet people from all around the world with, with similar interests. Uh, they want to be entertained. So, you know, they, they, they don't want to just be in a, a boring, dry Discord. They, they, they want little mini games in there. They, they, they want to have fun in there. Um, they also want to have in real life experiences. So it's great, great buying an NFT and trading an NFT. But if you can utilize that for real life experiences, that's great too. Um, so I think it's, you know, the NFT space has evolved massively since the days of sort of top, sort of huge in January 2021, February 2021. Then the apes came in sort of May 2021. I think, um, you know, more and more the sector's all about utility, be that digital utility or in real life utility. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because what you're mentioning is a period of a year. Things in this space. Yeah, I mean, things are happening really, really fast here. I mean, that's yeah. what it feels like. Absolutely. I mean, you know, this is my this is my third business, and you know, I I feel like I've I've lived a lifetime in the past twelve <laughs> months. It's been absolutely crazy. You know, when when we started this company in August twenty twenty, I think NFT trading was like twenty million dollars worth of trading in a year. And I've been a big fan of uh, of crypto kitties and always a massive sports fan. So I, I start to think about that idea in August 2020 and then you know by, by the time we, we raised our pre-seed round from Roham and, and Naz and all those guys it was sort of January 2021 and since then the NFT space has just been an absolute rocket ship you know you, you are seeing companies that you know you, you look at you look at Yuga Labs now with a uh, raising at 400 and is it 400 they've got a market cap of 10 billion they've raised at 450 million valuation <laughs> You know, yeah. all in all in 11 months. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy space to be in. It is. Um, as you talk to athletes, are you also talking to leagues and teams? And do they have the same, um, I guess, what's the way to put this? Do they want the same things that, say, the athletes want when they're trying to work with you? Yeah, I think, you know, in, in the sports metaverse, we, we want athletes and, and teams in there and, and sports brands. What, what, what we'd like them to do is come in and buy their own space and, you know, get, get their audience in there and, and interact with their audience in completely new ways. Um, in terms of what they want, I think the European teams are a bit more, let's wait and see, let's wait and see how NFTs and uh, crypto in general pans out. I, I think over in the US, I think there's a lot more innovation I, I think the sports teams over there are a lot more open-minded and, and excited about the space so yeah you know it's sort of different di- different in europe and in the u.s and we're seeing quite a lot of teams come out of south america now so brazilian soccer clubs seem to be really interested in nfts and you know re- re- really really like the space um what we say to athletes is you know and nfts is not a quick cash grab yeah you know, gone are the days where you can just you know get an artist, pay them a little bit of money, produce something and it's going to go for millions. You really need to, you really need to go for it. You really need to you know, put in utility. You need to put in time. You need to make sure that the NFT you produce is really high quality. You need to do things like jump on Zoom calls. You need to be in the Discord. You need to, you need to understand the space. You know, you've got gone are the days. And, and actually, Bram, I think, I think that the cash grab days for athletes were probably two months in 2021. Yeah. It's probably 
February, March, twenty twenty one, where you could release whatever and you know make make three million dollars. You know those those days are gone now. Yeah, a Top Shot came out. The news cycles were about exploding prices with board apes and and whatever it may be, and it slowed yeah. down. So when you talk to these athletes, um, what are you pitching to them about? why they should be involved in this if it's not going to be an immediate financial windfall for them? Well, you know, I, I say, look, you know, the metaverse and NFTs are the successor to the mobile internet. So, you know, you had Web1, which is, you know, the, 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 the modem days, probably looking at 1995 when Netscape was founded up to about 2005, that was Web1. And you got Web2, Facebook. So, you, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Google, all these big platforms that sort of sucked up all of your data um, and monetize that data. And now, and now you've got Web3, Metaverse, NFTs. So everything is decentralized. It's all organized around tokens. And, you know, you, you're going to have a Metaverse with an amazing 3D experience, which is going to be the new playground where you can interact with your, interact with your fans. So, so we say to the athletes, guys, if you want to be on the cutting edge of this Web3, Web free revolution. If you want to interact with your audience in, in you know re- really new, compelling ways, you know this this is this is you know this is what you need to get involved in. You, you need to have a space in the sports metaverse. You, you need to have an experience there. Um, so yeah, that seems to be that seems to be going down well so far. Um, you know, metaverse is, is a very broad term. Um, as you guys kind of thought about what that part looks like, that's the sports metaverse. What are the aspects yep. of it for fans and for the athletes and for everyone? How did you think through what this experience should be like? Yeah, well, the first thing we did was, you know, to know to know our own limitations. I'm I'm a startup guy, you know, this is my third business, but you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a game developer. So what I did, starting about nine months ago, is find the best game developers in the space, the best metaverse builders in in the space. So we've. We've assembled a bit of a dream team. We've got game developers from, you know, we've got a guy who's on the team of Doom in the 90s. We've got people from PlayStation Home, which is one of the early iterations of the Metaverse. Got people who, uh, you know, we've got the ex-London head of Sony. Got people who worked with Epic Games, NVIDIA, EA. And we've we sort of assembled them in, into a dream team. Um, and they, they, you know, working with Sports Icon, have created the Sports Metaverse. And, and essentially what you're going to be able to do, you're going to be able to buy land. You're going to be able to build out your own experiences. You're going to be able to participate in epic mini games. So a lot of the, the PlayStation crew have produced really, really good mini games in the past. And what we're doing is putting athletes in, in the in the mini games. So, for example, we're working with the most expensive soccer player of all time, Lukaku. We are volumetrically capturing him. So he's going to be in the sports metaverse in, in 3D, and you're going to be able to play a mini game against him. <laughs> so you, you're going to be able to turn up. He's going to coach you on on how to hit, hit a penalty and say, you know, that you've got to have have your head over the ball more. You've got to aim this direction. Um, so, so you're going to get real life coaching in the metaverse. We're talking to some sports betting partners. You know, just trying to get the the legislation all, all lined up there. We think betting in, in sports betting in the in the metaverse is, is going to be a really good opportunity. We're talking to clubs about rebuilding their stadium in the in the metaverse, which I think would be be, be, be brilliant. You know, imagine your average Premier League team with sixty thousand people capacity. Well, in the metaverse, that could be six hundred thousand. I think in in one of the metaverses, uh, Chipotle were giving away a free burrito to one of their shops, and fifteen million people turned up. You know, <laughs> now you know now, now, now imagine how many people are, are, are going to turn up for. Uh, 
you know, a massive, a massive so- so- soccer game in the Premier League. Um, so that's that's where we're headed. We're you know we're, we're really excited about it. We're announcing it today, and the public sale for land is going to be in June. And uh. you know, twenty twenty brands, athletes, or teams listening, we are we are talking to a lot at the moment about doing a private sale for you guys. So so when we launch, you'll, you'll have a fully built out space. Guys, if you're looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have a little bit of fun, let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service. It delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in chewable form and it's at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets will help you combat all forms of ED. Plus, it's an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is really simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and the best part, all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers are going to work with you to find the right ingredient and the strengths for your personal subscription. Plus, their tablets are made in the United States. They prepare, they ship direct, and it's so much cheaper than going through a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code FUTURE, F-U-T-R, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code FUTURE, F-U-T-R, to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for being a sponsor of this show. When you talk to your partners in all of this, and this all sounds unbelievably cool, I could be in this virtual world and I could watch the real life action occur. Are they concerned that the real life action will become secondary to what is happening in, say, the metaverse? No, I, 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 I don't think so. I, I sort of foresee a time where, you know, you, you've got you sort of build in XR, right? And so, so you're able to go go to the stadium to watch sport with five, five friends, but and you're all sitting in the best box watching all of the action. But three of three of your friends are actually at home, and, and two of them are in the stadium. But it's so seamless that it, it also seems like you're together. So you know, as as you get as you get older, I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties now. I'm, I'm finding it gets harder and harder to see, see friend, friends when you've got family commitments. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to be able to put XR glasses on and then suddenly you're at Webley Stadium in the best box with them? So you know, in, in answer to your question, I, I think it's going to improve sports viewing. I think it's going to bring people together. I, I think it's going to give them a, a, a better experience than it, than it actually does now. So, yeah, I, I see it as a big positive, not not a negative. Yeah. Um, as everything moves forward, um, what do you foresee? We, we kind of talked about what fans want now. What do you foresee them wanting in the future? Are it these type of experiences? Is it the ability to unlock the capability to going to the real life experiences? Is it scarce collectibles? Like, where do you think this is going? I think it's all of the above, really. I, I think I think it's about, you know, having all of the biggest brands, athletes in the same place. I think, it, you know, if you can walk from one mega athlete to another, that would be great. I think it's about building in lots of lots of mini games. I, I think, you know, what, 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 what we want to do is give these guys a triple A experience. So build in really, really good games in, into the metaverse to keep people engaged. But perhaps as a, a game involving a stadium, perhaps as a game involving one of our icons that, that I've already talked about. Um, so, so, so yeah, I think I think in ten years' time, I think people will be surprised by um, how much the, the metaverse has permeated 
everyday life. Well, we already talked about what happened in one year's time, so I, I can know. only imagine what 10 years looks exactly. like. All right, last thing for you, um, just give me a little bit of your background. You've, you've mentioned a couple of times here that um, you've run a few different businesses and started up a few different businesses. How did you land here? What's the backstory? Yeah, so um, I founded and sold two. So I started my career in New York, did real estate for a year, which is which is awesome. I'm, I'm from a place near Birmingham in the UK. So going to New York when I was 22 was a real eye-opener. Then I worked in banking in London for a bit. And then I set up my first company in schools, sold that in 2015, set up another company called Course Match, helping young people um, into university in the UK, sold that. And, you know, I was just interested in, in sports and I was interested in, in communities. And, I, you know, I was interested in NFTs from reading reading Fred Wilson's blog posts and, and learning about crypto kitties. Um, and I, I, you know, I was also involved in politics for, for about nine years in, in the Labour Party, um, and I was also in, 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 the, in the Cooperative Party. So it, it, it just felt natural to me. You know, I've been working in communities, as well as running businesses, I've been working in communities with sort of cooperative values. And, I, you know, I, I, I sort of see Web3 as an extension of that instead of, you know, instead of 20 Facebook execs getting ridiculously rich, you're sort of, you're sort of enabling a community of people to have amazing experiences, hopefully make money, have fun, meet, meet people from all, all, all over the world. So, yeah, I, I sort of saw it as, a, as an extension of, of, of what I was doing in politics and, and, and business. So, yeah, it all came, all, all came together quite, quite naturally. It's really interesting. Chris Worsey is the CEO of Sports Icon. They'll be launching the ability to buy land within the sports metaverse. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Cheers. On the next Future Sport Podcast, esports and gambling meet on a new platform. Traditional sports viewership among the younger demographic has been declining pretty consistently for a long time. So in many places in the world, competitive gaming or esports for under 25 is more viewed than the than the most popular traditional sport in the market. And that's only going to continue. The reason for that is if you look at the average esport, the number of data points on the screen averages between 50 to 60. So watch, go on Twitch and watch any competitive esport. There is a ton of shit coming in your face constantly. That's Steven Sauls, co-founder of Rivalry. We have an amazing conversation about generational differences with gaming, how content works in the broad metaverse, and where gambling may find a foothold outside of traditional sports. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.